0: Welcome to that So Retrograde.
1: (laughs) I had no idea we were starting. We're here. Surprise! (laughs) We're recording, bitch. Oh, is that what this thing does? Yeah. I'm Elizabeth Cott.
0: Welcome to the show. Hello, I'm Stephanie Sambari. And you guys, we are here and we are happy to say our good friend, inspiration, namesake for this program, the retrograde of Mercury, the man, the myth, the legend, (laughs) has now shifted and we are heading in a direct direction and boy oh boy are my arms tired
1: (laughs) real ready right yeah it's been weird i feel as if across the board everyone had a difficult one yeah and i'm you know me i'm I'm on the skeptical side i'm like i hate how people blame things on mercury retrograde yeah it's a cop-out like i believe that but oh, come for us, come. I'm coming for you. Okay. All. Okay. <laughs> wow.
0: I didn't know we were
1: but in I, the
0: presence of such I a I <laughs>
1: don't like I just don't like blaming it on the retrograde, but I'm blaming it all on the retrograde. Yeah, no, I mean your specific shit was wild because it had everything to do with like cars, keys,
0: licenses, like it's all blue. the fucking things. Yeah. So I'm happy for you. Yeah. I'm thanks. happy for me because I feel like I've been trying to move and I feel like I'm moving through like sludge and yes. uh, and fucking all these obstacles. And I'm just like, get me the fuck out of this apartment, dear Lord in heaven. Right. Well,
1: I also think so update Steph's looking to move. And I also think that like any searching you are doing during the retrograde just needed to be a casual searching because you don't want to be committing to a place to live during a retrograde unless you've been searching far before the retrograde started. And I don't think you were looking long enough. I wasn't looking long yeah. enough. I wasn't. And I did move into this place during a yeah. retrograde. So it's just been a real fuck you. So as Ambi has said to me, and I'm just going to report this back to everybody when it comes to contracts in a retrograde or deals or any type of like long-term commitments, if it was in motion long beforehand and like comes into like closing it up during a retrograde. It's actually okay to do that. But Mm, anything that's like happening within that window, not the best idea. No,
0: I know. And even like the things that I thought that I did like, I had like this gnawing anxiety internally that was like, I wasn't feeling committal. I was feeling like it might not be right. Like I wanted it so bad, but I also was like, I don't really know what my energy is. Have you put like a a list together. So that's what I did this morning where I I have clear things that I want clearly. Mm -hmm. But then this morning I was like, okay, it's time to put pen to paper on not only the things that I want because I'm pretty clear on that, but the things I need to do to get there, like going through all the papers in my house and like selling my furniture that's in my garage that I'm never going to use again. Like that stuff that just like is any physical clutter. I'm like, okay, I can't control whether or not I find the right place at the exact time that I want it, but I can do everything in my power to make so my side clean. Button it up. Yeah. For and then, when it's time to launch. So on Friday, I'll keep you guys posted. I have a Shui Day date with MWJ, the great Megan Wallace James. Yeah. And we're gonna I know she's gonna help me just kick the magic up a level. Yeah.
1: That's really shake great. The dust off. I always say it's so important to make a list of your dream place. Yeah. And it will astound you how much of that can be called in and you know I was having this like
0: real anxiety around if my credit was bad because like for so long I didn't have any money and I like was in debt and then like the last couple years I worked to clean that but I still wasn't sure because when I got my car there was like credit like it was just like shit haunting me and then I checked my credit through this and I have like good credit again and I was like oh my god it's this thing like I literally walked into a property in the beginning of the retrograde and was like I'm amazing obviously but just so you know my credit's spooky so don't check it it's like I was leading with like the fear that they would have to trust me despite what it looks like on paper and now I'm like because I started paying a car payment it just quickly like went up so now I don't have that anxiety of like they're gonna run my credit and be like this girl seems cool but very irresponsible so that's like a, a one good energy shift.
1: I love it. Well, I can't wait. 34, to see I'm where doing you? the sins of my 20s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, speaking of the sins of our 20s. Yeah. Our dear friend. Oh, my God. Friend, Great segue. Hale Appleman is joining us on the program today. Mm. Let's just get right into interview. He is a deep player in the lore of our friendship yeah. and the creation Wise. of That's So Retrograde in our lives. And so it's fun to just take a trip down memory lane and hear about all the incredible things that he's working on. And uh, then we'll kick it over to Roses and Thorns at the end. Yeah. I mean, this man
0: is a magician of all shapes and sizes. And I'm just so excited that we're getting to interview him now in a place where so much is going to change and he's just going to blossom so much in the artistic sense. And like, Everyone's going to see what we've seen for so long yeah. to another degree, and he's just so special, so it's awesome.
1: And we've also had a lot of listener requests to have him on. Yeah, so. and
0: also non-listeners, just fan his Twitter fave. fan. <laughs> so let's do that. It's my ex-husband. <laughs> I networked with you in <laughs> summer camp, y'all. Yeah.
2: 12, 12 years old.
0: Oh, oh my God. Well, let's introduce you, and then we'll get okay. into it. The voice that we're hearing is that <laughs> of Hale Appleman, You may know him as my husband, um, which we'll get into, and also from the very cult favorite. Much celebrated. Obsessed over The magician On the
1: Sci-Fi Network, which is now in its fifth season, currently airing. Wow, crazy.
2: Who would have thought?
1: Welcome. Thank you. We're so happy to have you. I'm so happy As to see Steph you guys. As Steph said, you're one of our best friends, and actually, <laughs> I met Stephanie through you. That's
2: true. Is that
1: true? Yeah.
2: I remember meeting wow. her, and she had a flower crown on and this beautiful white gown. Me? She looked like a Grecian goddess. Yeah, it was a
1: just a Tuesday. And probably a just Taurus <laughs> seven, Tuesday. Seven-inch heels. Yeah. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah, I remember our first brunch. I remember that so clearly because I remember thinking about you, Elizabeth, that I had known you forever. It was, like, so weird. Yeah. It, like, just was— Suddenly, yeah, I, was, I remember I was telling you things and saying things like from the truth of my personality. And I went home and I was like, I oh, hope that girl doesn't think I'm an asshole. <laughs> I did. Don't worry.
2: Oh, when are you not saying things from the truth of your personality?
0: <laughs> Sometimes I try to hold back.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. That's New a scenario. wild scenario to me.
0: <laughs> well, once in a while, I try to like. You know, not show them everything. I guess that's not really
1: true. As I'm saying it, I'm realizing it's a lie. So we're really proud of you. Thank you. Because at that time of us meeting, you were just a talent with a vision. Yeah. And struggling (laughs) and sleeping mm -hmm. at our friend's house.
2: Yeah, I packed up my life from New York because my feet were cold and I couldn't my rent with off-Broadway shows. Yeah. And I was really cold and really exhausted.
0: So we met at summer camp, French Woods Festival, and then anyone
1: heard of I it? I love the name of that theater. <laughs> it's like a theatrical name within itself. Oh, you mean
2: the French Woods Festival of the Performing Arts? <laughs> 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 yeah. I don't know why the woods were French. They were in upstate New York.
1: <laughs> they were They sound French. so fancy.
0: <laughs> they were—was it fancy? No, I mean, I guess kind of. I it mean, was, if the woods were expensive, it was, to I go was there. on
2: scholarship because the head of the camp took pity on me and my talent.
1: If the woods were French, he, took, he saw your talent. He saw
2: my talent. Yeah. He was sweet. Ron nice. Schaefer, yes. shout out.
1: Shout out. It's time for an ad mm-hmm. that I think I've been preparing myself for since I was 12 years old. Same. So, Welcome to the That's So Retrograde family. Sephora Clean Beauty. Hello. Oh my God. Clean makeup has never been better. Have you guys noticed that Sephora has an incredible selection of clean beauty products now that are all marked with this little green seal that says Clean at Sephora. And that seal means that the brands are formulated without parabens, sulfites, SLS, and SLEs. Violates. I don't even know if I said that right. Mineral oils, formaldehyde, and more. Wow. Formaldehyde releasing agents,
0: retinol, palmamate, oxybenzone. What are these things? I don't want them anywhere near my face,
1: eyes, nose, mouth, body. You know, let's talk about a few key players over at the Clean at Sephora that you and I okay. are loving. Can I say my number one yes. most
0: favorite right now? Sure. My number one most favorite is the Kosas thing that's in your hand. Oh, my gosh. That is such a good concealer.
1: It goes on beautifully. Yeah,
0: it's really good. It's great. I know, I love it. So such
1: an exciting find. Tower 28 Shine On Lip Jelly is this non-sticky moisturizing gloss. I love it. I used it. We had a photo shoot the other week. I was wearing that in every picture. Mm -hmm. I just loved how it looked. Shiny. And a little touch of wearable color, and it has like a TBT sort of like glitter
0: element, so it's bringing you that like seventh grade lip gloss moment that you yeah. used to have. And we can't
1: forget this mascara that's right here with me at all times she nowadays. Loves you Tarte and I see. So Tarte makes this, as you said, it's CSEA Surfer Curl Volumizing Mascara. It's only available at Sephora. It's vegan. It volumizes. It curls. It's sweat proof. Vitamin E and algae lift, and condition the lashes, and it's just like eyes popping, Eyes popping, Which is super important. So we just are so thrilled of all of this incredible selection that Sephora is offering us. Beyond. It's Uh, so cool. Obviously, we've been lifelong customers and are the biggest fans. So head over to Clean at Sephora and check out all the goodies.
0: Yeah, guys. You don't have to sacrifice your bold
1: colors and your full coverage for... All the options. Get the best in clean makeup at Sephora online and in-store now. Oh, thank you so much Sephora. We love you. Now back to the show. I do want to talk about the marriage. Okay. <laughs> this is my this is like mm-hmm. my top I mean, tier question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So if if one <laughs> is to Google Hale Appleman. Yeah,
2: yeah, we, we have to probably do something about this.
1: This is
0: the coming out of the closet yeah. party for our marriage this because is. as much as I love you, I need you to get the fuck out of
1: my yeah. way so I can get a real
2: husband. Yeah, yeah. I support I support <laughs> it's this. An,
1: it's a technological energetic block. Yeah, this is a retrograde <laughs> reset right now. Yeah, I need yeah. a. I need We're a,
2: making it very clear that we are, in fact, not married. That yeah. Once upon a time, I posted on Instagram a picture of Stephanie at Blossom in Silver Lake. RIP. Right. It was a beautiful place. Oh, I love that It was a really place. great Vietnamese oh, spot We all used to go there all the time. Yeah, it was great. It was a beautiful photo of Steph with a, you know, bandana in her hair. (laughs) As one does. (laughs) And and it said, love your life, love your wife. (laughs) And I suppose someone somewhere decided that we were in fact married and then the Wikipedia's Changed at some point. I don't know when. No, it's because I think you told me about this. I didn't even know. Because
0: there was a trail. It was like, you posted that. I trolled OTD, one of his co stars, on Twitter and was like, You're fucking with my man. That's my husband. Yeah. Yeah. I like created my own Twitter conversation, still not thinking that anybody was paying attention. (laughs) Then, like, there's a couple other Instagram posts throughout the years of us being like, we're married. Just like I mean, always. I, yeah. I mean, I've gone deep on that. Yeah, I think
2: you went deep on that. I, I feel like that your, was my one contribution to the marriage conversation. You've never said anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a really absent husband. <laughs> yeah, you're like,
0: whatever she wants. She can make it look that yeah. way. And then when you became uh, High King Elliot of the Magician fame, <laughs> right? your fans were very interested in finding out who you were And there's were a lot with. of
2: confusion and zero fact-checking. I mean, I think— Olivia Taylor Dudley, who plays Alice on Magicians and I, or there was a photo taken of us somewhere and it said Stephanie Simbari and Hale Appleman yep. arrive at San Diego Comic Con or something like yeah. two years ago. Yeah. I mean, it's just, there's there's no, it's funny. How. No, but
0: there's some internet theories. Like I read one of the Think Pieces and it was there like, um, think
2: pieces. Hale,
0: do you not understand <laughs> no, the actually, depths of your I, fandom?
2: I, no I mean
0: they're like so I, it doesn't make sense Hale has spoken out about being a queer man but maybe he's one of those cool queer men who has like a different kind of life where he's also married to a woman maybe she's queer too and they have this like special like not, it may not, be not at this moment it that's spiders off into these like <laughs>
1: deep well, there's a lot of human there's so, religion there's a lot of I actually yeah. <laughs> learned the term shipping oh, through yeah. you and your show because right, I feel right, like right. that's a main conversation around mm. your show
2: I think it's specific to a lot of genre to TV as well. I could be wrong okay. about this. But no, that it's makes when, sense. You know, the fans fall in love with the idea of two characters being together. They ship it,
1: right? Which is short for relationship.
2: Yes. Which yes. I didn't well know. Done. I was
1: like, are they floating in the sea? Like, what does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> but I learned thanks to you. So, uh, magicians. All right. So, we're, as we said, <laughs> so you're good season. on the marriage. I'm good on the marriage.
2: <laughs> is everyone clear? Is, are that we clear? Are in fact, not that not we're married.
0: But we're married in our souls and in our hearts. <laughs> yeah. But if you are listening and you're wondering, I wish I could date Steph, but she's married. I'm not.
2: And vice versa.
0: Yeah. But yeah.
1: <laughs> if you wish you could date Hale he's not married. I'm really happy we're clearing that up yeah. because it's important. It does say, and it says the word spouse. Spouse. Which feels so old.
0: On Google. <laughs> like, I really feel <laughs> in my heart that someone has Googled me to see if they liked me and then found I was married and just dropped the ball.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're clearing the air here yeah. once and for all.
0: We, we are, are not married. Saging the scenario right now. But thank you for being my first best ex-husband. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> I appreciate I it. I want my money. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want your money. <laughs>
1: Magicians. Yeah. So we obviously have been with you through this journey of you getting this role, oh, which yeah. seemed very serendipitous mm, in itself. Because it was, it was. As friends of yours who know you, you are a magic human. So it was pretty cool to see that play out in you signing on for the show, which was a really popular young adult novel that they brought to television. Yes, Lev
2: Grossman wrote the novels. They're really, really wonderful. And my very good friend Anthony said, you have to read this book series. And right around then, I got called in for it. So it felt serendipitous in that way. Really? Yeah, I also was like journaling and making lists of the qualities of the character that I really wanted to play. And I essentially described Elliot. And then two weeks later, I was called in for him. And then... So sometimes things are synchronous.
1: Talk a little bit about that in terms of how you were working through that manifesting. Tell us what manifesting is. Yeah. Basically. I think it
2: has to do with the law of attraction and clearing out your head Mm -hmm. to either in a general or specific sense, get clear about what it is that you are looking to receive. Mm -hmm. And I think that I hit a place where I wasn't seeing a lot of traction in LA, and I was getting called back for tons of things. But it was a lot of like CSI
1: procedural, procedural scenario. But that's weird because at the same time you I were also like the, acting in
0: incredible plays.
2: I was neither the rapist nor the you know trauma victim, right, or something. I don't know. It was like I. The these only two genres of are very in square and very obvious, right? So I just wasn't finding a place yet here. And when I really asked myself the kind of thing that I wanted to do, it wasn't that. Mm -hmm. I just kind of sat myself down and got clear in the beautiful backyard deck that was where I was living at the mm-hmm. time and it was really magical and just asked myself what I would rather be doing here and what the point of coming out here to begin with was, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had had some relative success in New York on stage and a couple of plays that I'm still very proud of and some independent films that I'm happy to have been a part of. And yeah, I think I needed a life change. So LA kind of symbolized a real new beginning for me. I just didn't quite know what it was for until a couple of years later when this all came to fruition. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So let's abruptly stop this conversation. Okay. And um, talk about something that we love. Mm-hmm. Rituals. Okay. It's important. Doing this show is a ritual for us. Totally. Due to Ritual Vitamins, they help make the show happen. Why so thanks so much. We love that. What a cute alignment.
0: Guys, Ritual Vitamins believes that we deserve to know what we are putting in our bodies and why. And that is why
1: Rituals Founder... Elizabeth's friend Kat is on a mission to reinvent the vitamin industry. Yes, her and her team of scientists at Ritual are making clinically tested a new normal. And we love the transparency that they provide. The clinical study that they did for
0: their Essential for Women showed an increase in vitamin D levels and omega-3 DHA levels once tested, which is amazing because those are a few things that we normally find ourselves deficient of.
1: So not only are they obsessively researching and, as Steph said, running some clinically backed trials, but they are traceable and transparent, and they are designed to be gentle on an empty tummy. Okay. Super important. They're
0: vegan certified, non-GMO, gluten-free, allergen-free, and you can go to their website. You can check out all the
1: sources. It's kind of a fun little deep dive. So wonderful. And they utilize a form of folate. That I know works for you That's with your right. methylation issues. That's
0: right. Hey. <laughs> Thank you, scientist yeah. Elizabeth.
1: And I, I do want to say also with taking it on the empty stomach thing, I always run into that because I'm like, shoot, I forgot to take my vitamins. Yeah. Oftentimes you have to take with food. This one you don't. Mm-hmm a delight. Okay. Well, guys, if you are like, hey, I've always wanted to try Ritual. I haven't
0: known what website to go to. Thank (laughs) God we're here for you. (laughs) Thank goodness. It is ritual.com slash retrograde. You can start your ritual today and you will get 10% off during your first three months if you go to ritual.com slash retrograde. Now back to the show. Well, it can be really challenging because, you know, like you said, you did have like early success Mm. as like you know, a teenager, the movie Teeth. I don't uh, know if anyone's ever seen called it. Classic. Yeah, yeah. But that was like a really big thing at the time. Mm. And then it was sort of like this thing for you where it was like, hurry up and wait. Like out of the gate, out yeah, of high school, yeah, it yeah. looked like your success was going to be this like.
2: Yeah. Well, the industry changed a lot over yeah. the time that I've been, you know, in and around it. And so there were shifts in what was available to young actors around 2009 when the market crashed. The independent film market really changed. And that was sort of where I was focusing a lot of my attention mm-hmm. it's been really interesting to see how things have shifted with you know financial collapses and also the age of social media and the conversations that are happening around representation and yeah. equality or the pursuit of representation and equality in hollywood and do you mind talking about that for a little bit sure, for a second yeah.
0: like i feel like that was a conversation that you had a lot of for a long time before elliot which is also why elliot is such right, an interesting right, character right. of just like yeah you being who you are yeah There was like a, am I a leading man thing? Like there was all of these around like sexuality. Mm -hmm. And so if you would speak on that, I feel like that's an interesting
2: point. Well, I think it's interesting. I mean, before magicians, I remember having conversations with my reps around what role to take when and why. And if it was a gay or queer part, you know, to be very judicious because signing your life away to one gay role now might jeopardize your entire career later, which I don't fundamentally believe.
0: And we've seen as not true. But I think that's
2: a stigma in the industry that's very real.
0: Right, And
2: I remember when I found Elliot, I thought, well, I know that I could paint with many, many colors to help, you know, play this person and breathe life into this character that I loved in these novels that I felt had a lot of depth. And I just really saw the opportunity to play against what would be expected of me in a part like that.
0: Go more into that.
2: Um, he's both masculine and feminine and a hero and a damsel. And at different times, mm-hmm. he's um, heroic and terrified. He's presenting this facade of aesthetic dandy perfectionism and underneath it there's so much going on around the layers of his complexity and depth around where he came from, the world that didn't accept him, finding the world that he then becomes a leader of, Mm -hmm. and then becoming the king of this kingdom in the second season and all these. There was just a lot of kind of hero's journey for a queer character that I had never really seen before with him that Mm -hmm. felt really enticing and like something that I wanted to be a part of.
0: I mean, I think that's why it's resonating so well with people because not only is it important from a cultural perspective, but it's very true to the person that you are because you've never been like, a one-note-in-the-box individual. Like, it's coming from the authenticity of you mixed with, like, the need of Mm. people like you who are audience members who are, like...
2: Yeah, and, you know, I think something that really has grounded me throughout the entire experience is a connection with some of the real genre fans out there who love and appreciate the character, are protective of the character, Mm. see themselves in him, feel represented in a way that maybe wasn't so out there just five or six years ago. Mm -hmm. And that's been really heartening to me. Sometimes I go to little events around the country and I get to meet them and see these kids who feel a real affinity for not only Elliot, but for some other fans that they've met in their love of the genre and of the show and have created these chosen families as a result of finding this character in this show.
0: That's so sweet. And to
2: me, that feels like a really wonderful purpose and intention to have behind the work that I do on the show, which yeah. is also very commercial and fun and also very weird. There's no telling episode to episode what I'm going to be tasked with or asked to do. The mm-hmm. genre changes scene to scene. My, I can be swashbuckling one moment and singing the next and swimming in a pool of shark infested waters or, you know, I don't know. It's just every day is a different kind of waking dream, you know, mm. and, and that's the fun of it. For it's me. been
1: so fun to your point of the fan responses to see this collective of people yeah. just fan out for you as your friend. Like the, <laughs> I mean, the artwork alone oh, is oh, so magnificent. So many, there's
2: so many kids who just it's are so, talented.
0: so cool. And then they've even drawn me as your wife. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: like, oh, thank you. Can we commission somebody? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I feel like you find all this stuff that I don't know She's really just Googling
0: herself. <laughs> no, I get tagged on Twitter and then I okay. go into this like, yeah, and uh, just every week I'm like, am I still relevant? <laughs> no, but I go into it because I'm looking at it from a place of like pride and, and awe that like that's the world that you've like wormholed. So I'm like, whoa, what else is happening? And then the byproduct is pictures of my own face. Right.
1: Or, for instance, like I happened upon this site, redbubble.com, which I believe is like fan generated merch. <laughs> and I found this Hale Appleman phone <laughs> case that oh God, with a picture see. of your face that says, Am I still your daddy? <laughs> I really appreciate <laughs> that that's out in the world. Oh, I'm sorry, To have a character that defies the stereotypes of what queer representation has been on TV. Mm. It's really prolific and amazing that you're out there creating that.
2: Hey, thanks. I'm proud to have played him for so long, you know?
1: Yeah. Although you do shoot the show in Vancouver, so it is really sad that you have to leave all the time. Yeah,
2: my life is in multiple cities at any given time.
0: Here's a question. Ask me. That the fans are dying Mm. to know about.
2: Oh, really? Did you take a poll or something? (laughs) No.
0: No, (laughs) I'm just tracking my internal fandom. I'm ready. And also things I found on Twitter. People have said that you maybe also write music.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So this is a part of your artistry that we've yet to uh, roll out.
2: That's true, yeah, yeah. And I'm
0: just wondering for the fans, um, (laughs) you know, when can we expect something? (laughs) Well, that's a good question. Um,
2: Yeah, I've been writing songs for many, many long years and have worked with a number of different producers who weren't quite right and about a year ago I met someone who felt like a really great match and we're in the midst of producing I think what will become an album pretty soon um, hopefully a song in the next month and a half okay oh really yeah I would <gasps> think so oh my and God. then maybe another shortly after Yay. And, then, um, and then from there I think
0: Let I'll make roll. other
2: decisions from there yeah but okay. yeah I'm just you know, publicly I've putting you on the shows, spot but it's been a while and um, I've been working and vacationing for a while yeah getting back into the um the flow here in LA which is nice yeah so yeah LA is a weird place to come back to after being gone for eight months, isn't it? Say
0: more about that. I've never, I in, been, gone I for never eight been gone for eight months. Yeah, so I was in
2: Vancouver for six months, and then I went to London and Paris and New York, and I had like a little family vacation in the Caribbean with my brother, which was great, and my dad and stepmom, and and then yeah, and being in these cities that have a real cultural history and architectural and and art history, and then coming back to Los Angeles, and it's just like. Mad Max 7-Eleven, you
1: know? (laughs) That's exactly the architectural style of Los Angeles. Uh,
2: It's an interesting re-entry. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what I'm reminded of in LA again and again is that I do have a community here, and I always had one. As soon as I came out, there were people that were my people that I knew and loved, and um, I think that's rare here. I think a lot of people come here and feel really isolated and don't really know how to go about carving their way through the city. But I, and I think you have to here. I think you have to know who your people are and and make your life move in the direction you desire through definitive action.
1: Yeah. And I think with that community being so important, but I think one of the things that lights me up about LA still is that people come here really to take the road less traveled. They're really trying to create something that they've dreamt for themselves. Mm-hmm. It's not taking like the cookie cutter way of doing things. Even when you come out here at this point, like there actually used to be kind of like a formulaic experience for how to become successful in your field. And that Mm -hmm. has all dissipated. That no longer exists in the same way that it did. So that's one of the things that always ignites me when I'm back here in LA is because it really is a city full of people with, to call back to a previous episode, a city full of people with dreams it can be really hard when you're working towards that dream and it's not happening in the timeline that you're hoping it to. It provides a certain amount of electricity if you can tap into it and kind of see the the brightness of that versus mm. the sadness of that. Because the death of dreams also is ominous as well. Yeah, but you have to be willing to kind of have a
0: looser grip on the thing that you think of as a dream mm. and like allow the reality to also inform I mean, I've seen you vision. guys
2: build this show from scratch. Yeah. You know, and here you are in the Pacific Design Center <laughs> <laughs> overlooking the Hollywood Hills. She's it's fancy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. You know. And that's what I mean. It's like this This is not something that either of us were like, that's our goal. But it's like right. there was tenets of things that we both valued that could inform this creation. And I think that the biggest problem and more and more, like you said, like there's no blueprint. Like there's no big man of Hollywood being like, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. You know, like most of the things that you're going to do in your life are going to be because – you decided to not wait for someone to tell you that you were good enough to do it. I always think it's a gift when people don't get their success when they're, like, super, super young.
1: or when you get it and then it goes away. In my case, that was, like, the best thing that ever happened to me. I learned so many lessons in rapid succession that had I not learned them at that time, they were bound to come up later on. Mm -hmm. It's like you might as well let it craft who you are and inform, you know, the decisions you make moving forward sooner rather than later.
0: I mean— you have to take it like that, otherwise, you're just gonna pack your shit up and go back to wherever the fuck you came from. Yeah,
1: guys, getting fired is such a good thing. I don't know who needs to hear that right now. <laughs> being employed for ten years <laughs> is
0: the best thing that ever happened to me. In Hale,
2: <laughs>
1: so Hale, you are such a a deeply connected person, and you really, I mean, from the beginning of our friendship, oh, are you I'm just
2: blushing. You're blushing. You're sweet.
1: You know, we would sit and meditate together yeah. and really share about like the things we wanted to manifest and you're that friend you're mm. that friend who holds space for that Thanks. and it's such a beautiful quality Likewise. to have thank you what are Hello.
2: you yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's your wife <laughs> um
1: what about now throwing like,
2: my ring across the table
1: <laughs> <What> a- <laughs> where are you in terms of like your personal practice grounding practice you know wellness shit like Um, what what are you into right now
2: well I had a bit of a a, an intense chronic fatigue moment about two and a half three years ago and I needed to really I, I think part of it was the food that we were eating on the show and that was catered and some strange ingredients and I couldn't sleep enough and I was always tired and I needed a real reset in order yeah. to feel healthy in my body and the hours were really you know pretty crazy on the show for a while and and they are still I needed a moment to recenter through I think Chinese medicine was really helpful I had some vitamin IVs and I had to do a bit of an elimination diet because they were some just levels of, I guess it was yeast and mushroom stuff. Fungal stuff. And, you know, I just needed a real break from... Certain foods. I'm generally pretty healthy, you know. Me. Yeah, you um, are. But but the last year and a half, I've been eating whatever the fuck I want, and it's been great <laughs> because I really I, I got myself to a place where I where was healthy. Cut. Yeah, and I could, and and I could reintroduce uh, anything that I that I wanted. You know. Yeah. I haven't really had rules like dietary rules since then, which is nice.
0: And then, what about from like um, a spiritual perspective? I meditate. Yeah.
2: I write. That's helpful for me. Mm-hmm. I sit. I
0: sit. Parents, I love that. I love a good sit. Yeah. Me too.
2: I love a good sit. Yeah. I don't know. I'm in kind of I feel like a new a new chapter of my life. So I'm waiting to just stay on my course, you know, stay on my floor.
0: Yeah. You mean like you're a mid thirties man?
1: <laughs> Newly single. Newly single. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Doesn't get the joke.
1: It's like I've been single for a long
0: time. Yeah, I'm like, uh.
2: <laughs> Yeah.
1: Is there anything like you're open to trying in the wellness space? Like, is there? What, anything- do you
2: have recommendations for me?
1: Well, yeah, you're like, yeah, always. What What are you vibing on? Have you any you trying questions? Have to- any questions for us? What mm-hmm. are you trying to make happen?
2: I don't know. I honestly feel really good right now, yeah. so I'm not like I'm not you know seeking anything that I feel I need in order to right. You know, and I
1: think that is part of it too. It's like yeah. a really interesting point that you make in that.
2: I'm actually good, and when I and I want to actually just express that and feel that and know that without needing to...
0: Because you were addicted to psychics for a second. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a
2: psychic problem. <laughs> <laughs> Coffee or tea? Coffee or tea? I'm <laughs> just kidding.
0: I remember uh, you called me once and you were like, boop. <laughs> I think I need to take a break from doing all these readings. <laughs> I'm starting to get a little well, confused. Well, I, I was on a real
2: healing kick, and it was yeah. super helpful and aligning for me. And at a certain point, I just had to say, I'm actually really grounded and centered right now, and I feel good. What myself. was that
0: moment where you decided to trust um, that you were where you needed to be because I, I think, think that's like a really this important. last season
2: of shooting the show was really expansive and affirming for me and cool. I had the insane hours more insane hours than I'd ever had but I also was freer with myself in my body in my life in my work. I just, I had a beautiful view. I looked at a mountain every day. I just was able to experience the gifts that I could offer myself mm. uh, personally on the daily as opposed to feeling a lack or looking for something to fill a void in me that was some source of, you know, sadness or past hurt or failure or something i just i'm just not there anymore
1: fuck that's
0: so true it's like i think about that all the time with like healing and wellness things where it's like at some point it's you yeah well at every point no but after you've done all the things where you're like you keep seeking things and you keep like who's gonna tell me what to do with my life and who's gonna what's what diet's gonna make me feel better and all these things like there is a component where it's like nothing that you put in you have to learn to come into like a place so of accurate. present moment just appreciating like literally what is right now for yeah. you
1: and that's how the lack starts to go away. Right. Tell us when magicians is on
2: Magicians the is a, kind of mid season right now. We are on episode 8. It's on sci fi on Wednesdays at 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's on iTunes, Amazon, all those things, I think, for purchase, or if you subscribe to those uh, platforms. And, and then, you can
1: catch up on Netflix, right? That's true. Seasons yeah.
2: one to four are actually streaming on Netflix. So, really, if you are curious about the show at all, that's a good place to start.
0: What's your most favorite part of playing Elliot?
2: I think that there's not a limitation on his expression of self.
0: Ooh, I love that.
2: And that was an industry conversation that I was hearing for a long time. And the irony is that now that I've been playing him for five years, things have changed so much. Mm -hmm. And the way that he's represented is a constant conversation on social media. And, The way that press goes is interesting, you know, as a queer person on television, I get certain questions and the response. Sometimes it feels that there is a necessary conversation that needs to happen because representation has been so sparse for so long Mm. and that if I engage in that conversation all of a sudden I'm exalted to this place of some kind of hero right and I don't know that that's necessarily right or true but it's I think a result of a medium just starting to open up to more voices and experiences on camera and I think that that's really beautiful so I'm grateful to be a part of it and to have played this character for so long you know.
0: And then what would be your next dream scenario <clears throat> since you're at well, the— Well, it certainly
2: would be a dreamy—I don't know. I guess we'll see. I'm definitely in pursuit of, of wonderful things, so—
0: who like, Let's who's the that. man that you're going to play next? Oh, my mm. God, I has got turned it's true. on. Yeah, I was
2: still kind of in the, like, boy-man pocket when we started this.
0: Yeah, I, and now you're going to be, I'm, like, a fucking I'm man. i different
2: now, Yeah. We are different now. Sexual. <laughs> <laughs> is this people think we're married? <laughs> <laughs> <It> <laughs> might be. <laughs> <laughs> like he's or hard, is it Because I, I have dibs him. on your firstborn. <laughs> yeah, that's such a funny,
0: fucked up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like
0: guys make that joke. Like you're going to have the my first baby. It's like, do you not know how much that would be for me to go? Like one kid is going to be it. It could be so much to go through that just for a joke.
2: Yeah. (laughs) That was a joke for all you listeners. That was a bit. bit.
0: (laughs) A lot for a (laughs) bit. This is our bit, baby.
1: (laughs) Um, Okay. We love you so much. Thank you for coming.
2: Thanks for having me. Um, From
1: Frenchwoods to the Pacific (laughs) Design Center. Wow. Wow. Magic is real. Magic is real. Magic, why not? Magicians, why not? (laughs) Yes. Hail Appleman, tell our listeners where they can find you.
2: You can find me on the Twitter at, at Hail underscore Appleman, which is my name, H-A-L-E, or, and like Apple and man, you know. Yeah. Or on Instagram at <laughs> <Faux> Show. Yes.
1: <laughs> which I'm sure you got that handle. That just makes me giggle because you're like. I got
2: that before. <laughs> like, I was like, no, no, no. No, let's do this. Whatever. Roses and
1: thorns. Yeah, We're yeah. We're out of the retrograde. We're going to keep it all rosy. Roses I felt like thorns. last week really, like, got into the depths. I and don't remember. <laughs> what did we say last week? Like, you know, my car got stolen. Oh, oops, so. I forgot. <laughs> <Although> <laughs> I'd I love this, to forget that, but I it's this a constant moment. reminder every time I leave the house. Oh,
0: God. Where there was a your exact car parked in front of my house for, like, a couple days. And I was like, wait, what if it was— <laughs> <laughs> I, like kind of started tripping out. I was like, is that Elizabeth's car? And then every time I saw it, I was like, wait, is it? I was like, that'd be so like... Did you keep
1: thinking that I was just like coming to hang out and you got so excited? Yeah,
0: <laughs> which she never does. <laughs> but I thought it'd be funny if they just like picked up your car and dropped it off at my house for some like
1: dumb reason. Yeah, that reason. would be <laughs> dumb really dumb and weird, but okay. <laughs> I like where you're at that. So we thought we would keep it rosy and in line with today's topic, which is stuff we watch, Mm -hmm. i.e. the magicians Mm -hmm. and our friend Hale on the show. Mm -hmm. So like, I think my personal favorite wheelhouse is watching and listening to stuff. I think I'm so good at it. Pretty sure that's why I became an actor (laughs) because I liked watching stuff. Does that fall in line with purpose? (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) So just a quick little, I actually had a few messages of like book recs and all that. So here they go. I actually, this year, I've like gotten more into podcasts heard of them? Literally the same. I'm like, I get why people listen (laughs) to these. I'm fully into it now. Yeah. So here are some that I'm listening to right now that I highly recommend. Well, piggybacks off of a previous book rack. So Catch and Kill with Ronan Farrow has a podcast component to it that goes really nicely with the book, but also can be enjoyed completely separate from the book, which is a really cool just media trend Mm -hmm. of of offering that sort of thing. Yeah. So um, the Catch and Kill podcast, and then. The Baron of Botox podcast, which I'm very addicted to at the moment. It's about Dr. Brandt. Anyone's familiar with him? He was very much a head of his time leader in the space of dermal fillers. Mm -hmm. And there was that parody of him, allegedly, that happened on Kimmy Schmidt, that Martin Short played a doctor similar to him. And then within that same timeline, unfortunately, Dr. Brandt, who struggled with mental health. Uh, He ended up committing suicide. And it's a very kind of gray area around everything that happened. And that's a big story. But my personal fascination with the story is kind of the research and expansion of the cosmetic industry that had happened during his time. And- You love cosmetic derm. It's your thing. I love it so much. (laughs) And so hearing the history and how like in the 90s, women would like go to France and be getting it like on the hush hush and they only knew about putting it in your forehead. And Dr. Brandt really led the way in terms of like figuring out the other places to put it. And it's super interesting. Love that. Also, Oprah just released her old episodes of the Oprah Winfrey show on podcast format. Wow. Wow. Really enjoying those. Well, while you're saying
0: that, I'm going to just dovetail on the Oprah thing because I've been watching the Instagram TVs of the interviews that she's doing on her tour. Mm-hmm. And they're all really, really good. Yeah. So I loved the Jennifer Lopez one. I love Tracy Ellis Ross, Kate Hudson. Like they're all- The Lady Gaga one. Yeah. They're yeah. really good. So that's a fun, and that's my part of my little like, since I'm, you know, we're all just navigating our relationship to our phones. I give myself a little like pre-nighttime shutdown- Moment to just dive, just off the deep dive, high dive, in straight into Instagram. Uh-huh. Watch all the TVs on the Instagram that okay. I want. And then.
1: Then she's off. That's off. Shut
0: off. That's, and then that's it. I like that. Yeah. You just go hard. I go hard. To go I watch soft. Oprah interviews. I watch Fallon playing dumb games. I watch people having stern interviews. And then goodnight. Amazing. Yeah. Those stern interviews are really. What is it about Harry Styles (laughs) that is just so
1: fucking charming? (laughs) He is a cutie. It's wild. I'm trying to think. Oh, so then also on the podcast tip, I'm not all the way through, but this is perhaps of interest to our listeners. I'm listening to The Dream Season 2. Season 1 covered MLM marketing Mm -hmm. and kind of the shiftiness around that. And Season 2 is covering the business of wellness. Who? Who's she? Never heard of her. So I'm not all the way through it, so I haven't been able to quite form my opinion on this podcast, but I think that our listeners might find it interesting, and maybe we could have it be like a book club, listening club, of this show. I have to finish it before I can really properly. Okay. won't we'll, put we'll, my stance, but we'll it's out there. Put
0: a pin in it. I'm going to say that I finally have my concluded read on why I was so obsessed with Love is Blind. Okay. I really thought about this. Okay. and obviously, I'm on the edge obviously, of my you. seat. Thank you. Obviously, it's entertaining and yada, yada, yada. But I think the part of it that really kind of like hook, line, and sinkered our age group is that because of the fact they signed up for an experiment and most of them committed, I'm sure they were like, you know— in positive in positive and negative ways, like, I'm going to lock into this till the end of the season and, like, get all the way and, like, get every episode of the show. You know, who knows what their incentive was. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I think they also genuinely did, like, open themselves up to the other person because they were just with them all the time. And I right. I think that in modern dating culture, it's difficult to—the beginning is really hard where you, like, are deciding to give each other a chance— And whether like a lot of everyone that I know, it kind of happens for because they're like in proximity of each other all the time. Like even with you and Joey, it was like you guys had me and Mike to like always constantly be bringing you together. So you knew that that was kind of going to be a person around. It wasn't something that you needed to like forcefully make happen. Right. And so. On the experiment, they're giving each other a chance and opening up to each other and showing up for each other and showing each other that people do that for one
1: another. Within the
0: confines of a Mexican resort. Right. and But it, that's only a small <laughs> you know, That's only three days. But the whole thing of just the way that there was no disposability of that person, no next person you could swipe for or… Whatever the fuck distraction we encounter on a secondary basis in the way that we are outside of pod life. Hashtag pod life. <laughs> hashtag,
1: pod, hashtag me and Steph met in the pods. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: to me, that's the most compelling thing is that they're forced to show up for each other in a way that I find our age group apprehensive to do because we live in a trade up next best thing kind of dating world. Yeah. Michelle
1: really liked that. I think that, <laughs> yes. And I, they, I, If I remember correctly, that's kind of how they presented it with removing the distractions of everyday life and social media being a major one. They did say
0: that, but their question was more, is love blind, which is an interesting question, but I don't think, to me, that wasn't the greatest question answered for takeaway on the show. Right. Obviously, the answer is no.
1: (laughs) But... Totally, because (laughs) as soon as they met each other, all they kept doing was commenting on each other's appearance.
0: That, oh my God, you're so beautiful. The first thing out of almost all of their mouths. It's so funny. Like, I don't think that that's bad necessarily because I think that for us humans who have the gift of sight as one of our senses... That's one of the factors that we need to consider as far as we eat with our eyes first, as they say. I mean, you got them, <laughs> use them. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, see, that's not everything, obviously. Of and course. maybe if you're swiping on someone and adjusting their physical appearance for sure, that's the number one thing that we've like accelerated as far as value. Mm-hmm. But that you're not going to be like overall falling in love with someone because yeah. of that. To me, that was only like a side effect of the experiment. And I think from watching the reunion, a lot of them seem to share the view of just like the biggest takeaway is that I opened up in a way that I've never opened up before, even if
1: I didn't end up with that person. And it set the tone for relationships moving forward. Moving forward. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I watched the Hillary four-part doc on Hulu. Oh, I meant to watch that. Oh, my it's so writing good. it down. It's phenomenal. Okay, good font on the intro, by the way. Oh yeah, great font. <laughs> love love the font. Love great intro. Yeah, but wow. Okay, I'm gonna watch it. I just highly recommend it. It's really spectacular. Cool. And then on the book front, obviously, I want to shout out last week's guest, Sasha Sagan. Her book, <gasps> "For Small Creatures Such as We," is a must read. It's must. so phenomenal. Must. Um, and then I just recently finished "Inside Out," which is Demi Moore's autobiography hmm Phenomenal read. If you like an autobiography, I highly, highly recommend it. Okay. And those are all my recs. Those are great recs. I have one. And I'm going to read Jessica Simpson's next. Dead. So oh, wait.
0: Oh, my God. So funny you should say that because last night I had a fucking meltdown <laughs> about realizing that 98 Degrees is on tour right now. <laughs> I don't know why. That's the funniest fucking throwback thing to me. Gotta make that coin. I don't know why. Like, they're so genuine and like they're not the Backstreet Boys they're not in sync when I was scrolling in Nick Lachey's Instagram I was like well because love is blind you of know of course just, I like, get it, it was I like know, an easy I understand leap. I was like I know all of their fucking songs I had their CD oh I didn't I was a Backstreet Girl I didn't Choose a no, boy stop. band. I just wanted you you're know. just
1: horny.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> okay. Speaking of horny, I'm horny for this guy Robert Reich, who's a Berkeley professor, who is the former Secretary of Labor, and he is a great Instagram follow for okay. people who need politics explained to them. Hand raise. Okay. So this basically came from me having a conversation with my dad about Bernie, and you know we all know how that was going, and I felt like I couldn't explain. I feel bad, kind of putting him on blast, but. It's a common misconception that socialism, democratic socialism is communism and a very like common misconception. Not true, obviously. But I was like, how could I explain this to him? I couldn't. I just wasn't feeling intelligent enough to like stand up to that. So I just sent him a bunch of this guy's videos and it was like a really good way to like bridge the conversation without being personal and also like. Clearly, this guy knows what he's talking about, and, like, we can have a dialogue. It doesn't have to be personal, but just, like, if you really want to take in new information, like, here's new information that you're definitely not getting based on, like, your algorithm because, you know, we're in different algorithm lands when you're on that side or this side. hate that there are sides, but there are. But anyways, this guy's a cool follow, and I just—I like— It's not usually what I use my Instagram for. Spell his handle. It's Robert Reich, R-B-R-E-I-C-H. And he just kind of breaks things down in a really cool way. And he looks exactly like that actor who I think is my spirit animal guy, Richard from um, Sex in the City. Mm. So it's just like a... So it's
1: just all It's all happening for me with
0: with Robert Reich.
1: Cool. We'll see you guys next week.
0: We'll see you next week. But you know what? We'll also still love you even though we can't see you because love is partially blind.
1: Exactly. There we go. Way to tie it in a stuff. I'm Elizabeth Cott. Bye, Elizabeth Cott. I'm
0: Stephanie Sabari. Namaste listening.
1: Yes, that's a retrograde.